Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. Shift Happens Podcast. Hello, Shift Happens Podcast listeners. Welcome to Ask Ducks. This bi-weekly podcast segment is where I answer your questions about the modern workplace, digital transformation, Microsoft 365, and many more. Send me your question by posting a tweet with the hashtag AskDucks or send me an email at askducks at appoint.com. I'm joined by my awesome colleague, Kevin Joy, who's here to facilitate the discussion. So without further ado, let's get to this week's questions. Hi, I'm Ducks Raymond Sai, and welcome to another episode of Shift Happens Podcast, Ask Ducks. In this episode, we'll learn about the latest and greatest about Microsoft 365 and how you can tackle some of these challenging topics and transform your organization with this phenomenal technology. In today's episode, just as always, I'm so excited to have my colleague Kevin with me, and we're going to tackle and talk about how you can use Microsoft Teams for frontline workers. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Good, Ducks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Boy, what? It's already February, right? February. <laughs> feels like feels like uh, April, but yes. Um, today, talking about Microsoft Teams and specifically on the front lines, it's been, I mean, you know, sadly, we're hitting, you know, year three entering of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. But um, I, it, it's fascinating at the same time to look at some of the productivity numbers that have come out of this, you know, terrible situation. But it has really changed how we're communicating, collaborating. I'm talking uh, Microsoft citing a 400 percent increase of Teams usage among mm. frontline workers alone. So we're talking about hospitals, public service, uh, people who work in public facing roles. I'm curious, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what your takeaway is on just teams on the front lines. What have we seen and what 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 examples come to mind for you? Absolutely. I mean, prior to the pandemic, right, I started to see organizations such as retail companies. So think about groceries or manufacturing or even transportation. A good example is we had a Shift Happens episode with FedEx, and in that episode, we talked about how FedEx at the airport, when they're transporting or moving these packages, everybody from people moving the packages to the pilots, they rely on teams for their scheduling, for activities and what's coming. So that's one example. Another example is we had an episode with the Belgian police, and this is really cool. Like all their police officers are using teams on their phone. And get this, in one of the use cases with their police chase, the helicopter uh, is actually, with their camera, broadcasting on a Microsoft Teams meeting so that a police on the ground that's chasing can see it on their phone. You talk about an awesome use case. They're not worrying about sharing files, but really saving lives with Microsoft Teams. You sure that wasn't like a Will Smith movie that was real? <laughs> it was real. <laughs> for, for our friends listening, go check out that episode where I talked to the Belgian National Police. And of course, you know, we're seeing just explosion. It's, it's nothing new at this point, but just teams for telehealth. I'll mm. tell you, I worked in healthcare before this job. And in the earliest days of COVID, you had hospitals who had never once done video visits doing hundreds of thousands of sessions over just a couple days. And um, certainly we're seeing everything from scheduling to booking to virtual care. Um, just incredible numbers now. And I'm, I'm sure that's become a way of life for you and your family as well, just seeing doctors online and not leaving the house when you don't have to. Absolutely. And, and that's the power of Microsoft Teams, because if you really 
break it down and think about what the technology can do, it's powered by all the other Microsoft 365 apps beneath Teams, like going to your use case, like telehealth, for example. There's a capability called bookings in uh, Microsoft 365, where I've seen doctors use it for scheduling your visits. Obviously, the actual visit is through the Microsoft Teams call. And at the same time, internally, like hospitals, I know they schedule their shifts and duties with a technology called shifts for teams where you can schedule, okay, I'll be working from eight to five or, or somebody will take the night shift. So it's part of teams as well. So it's really designed not only for what we call the knowledge workers and information workers, more and more, it's, it's really ideal for a lot of our frontline colleagues as well. Uh, there's the walkie-talkie feature. I know some of you may be familiar with it, but uh, you, if you don't know what walkie-talkie is, you weren't born yet when that was on Vogue. <laughs> now it's coming back with Teams. I don't know if you remember, Kevin, the Nextel radios, right? Is that is that the chirp? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. So why are these important now? Why do you think they're releasing walkie-talkie in 2022? What's the use case? Well, the use case is if you think about, I would say, think about chat, right? So here's the, here's the most uh, common analogy I can think of. With chat, we can have bursts of communication, right? I type something, you get it. You type something, you come back. Whereas we don't really burst communications with calling. I'm not going to call you and say, hey, Kevin, and then drop the phone. And so it's more asynchronous. Think of it as like burst communications in an asynchronous way. Yep. And that's where walkie-talkie can come in handy. Like in a construction scenario, for example, you're in a construction or building a building. There's somebody downstairs. There's somebody up there and say, Kevin, can uh, you send up some more of those uh, nails and hammer and and they say, copy ducks. Now, by the way, disclaimer, it doesn't really sound that way. I'm just trying to mimic what walkie-talkies are like. Well, and it's incredible because you think about just obviously, sadly, the staffing shortages right now, as well as sort of the min- the efforts to minimize contact. So this really is a great tool to, you know, split the difference, save time, and also save, you know, exposure when you don't have to have it. Um I know that Microsoft put out some great research. They're doing a lot of frontline coverage, um, finding that two and three frontline workers need this tech to not only boost their mental health, but ease physical exhaustion. So these are just really incredible examples of, you know, helping fill that divide. I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about also the cultural aspect to some of these things. We've got Teams, excuse me, Viva. Um, How is Viva playing a role for folks who maybe aren't as familiar with that? How does that factor in for frontline? Sure. Sure. Viva is uh, Microsoft's employee experience platform. What does that mean? So if you think about employee experience, Microsoft breaks it down to four key areas. One is what's called Viva Connections. So it's the idea that every employee can stay connected with the organization, meaning they'll know the latest announcement. So the, the analogy I have to do is think about your intranet, right? So in the past, the intranet is typically you go to SharePoint for the internet, look at your policies, look at the new updates or new PowerPoint. Well, you can still use SharePoint, but it surfaced through Teams through Viva Connections. So that's one. So so the idea is, again, to keep every single employee, be it in the office or in the front line, connected with what's going on in the company. Second is Viva Training or Viva Learning, I should say. So with Viva Learning, you can offer on-demand training and on-demand learning powered by not only internal training, but also from leading providers like LinkedIn Learning. So imagine, again, frontline workers, if they need on-demand training or look up, let's say they're building stuff and they want to see how to, so they can pull up a video and say, how do I do this? Or what's the policy on this? Let me look at this training. The other part is um, there's Viva Insights, where really it's more around the personal productivity. It will help tell you how much time you spend email, for example. 
or how much time you spent on meetings or who did you collaborate most with. Mm-hmm. It also reminds you to say, hey, make sure don't forget to give props and kudos to your colleagues who's helped you this week. So that's another one. And then last but not the least is Viva Topics. Viva Topics is pretty cool because it's powered by AI and aggregates information across Microsoft 365. So let's say you're working on a plan or a document and there's a keyword that says Project Alpha. So you can make that as a topic. And when you click on Project Alpha, it's actually going to pull relevant information. It could be a PowerPoint. It could be a white paper, obviously, that you have permission to. So it will surface the relevant mm-hmm. information to you. So we talk about the well-being of an employee. So this can really empower you so you won't waste time looking for stuff and trying to figure stuff out. Awesome. And I know I know you spoke, it feels like a lifetime ago, 2018, I believe, at Microsoft Ignite about frontline needs and tech. And of course, it's changed so much since then. But I know that you and Microsoft have, you know, respectively each written some takeaways People are still adapting. People are still learning. What are the biggest, maybe two or three pieces of advice you give someone who's trying to train a frontline worker or get this tech into the right people's hands and use it? Sure. I mean, first and foremost, right, we have to think about that our frontline worker colleagues uh, have specific use cases uh, above and beyond that what we do as a knowledge worker. I mean, for me, I spend all day long on a computer, working on documents, email, whatnot. And that may may not be the case for our frontline worker colleagues. So the point is, the first success factor is think about their use cases in their world. Uh, I'm going to share another use case in a quick example. Apart from being able to connect, communicate, and, and provide information, one of the power of Teams is the ability, for example, to put bots in there for knowledge base. So I know a company in UK called Ariva, they're a transportation company, they're frontline workers that's selling tickets. If they have a question about, you know, a customer comes to them and say, "Uh, can I get a refund? So instead of them trying to figure out or search or call somebody, they can use Teams, talk to a chatbot, hey, how can customers get a refund? Boom, the answer comes up right away. So that can certainly empower our frontline workers. So first success factor is focus on their use case and then figure out what team's uh, capabilities are that can support them and obviously provide that to them. Second is think about how we drive adoption. Because as we all know, technology is great, but making people change is the hardest thing. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I I want my paper notebook. I want my (laughs) uh, stack of policies that I keep handy. And and that's okay. But the key is we need to engage with the right champions, the right frontline managers, and really define these new ways of working. And in the end, if we show and demonstrate that it makes their jobs easier to do, but more importantly, the actual usage of it is easy to adopt, then you can get the buy-in. And the good news with Teams, the mobile app is great. As you know, all of our frontline workers most likely aren't using laptops. They're using their phones. The fact that Teams is available as a mobile app, it, it provides that low barrier to entry. So now the next step is for them to adopt is really make it meaningful. Just like if they have a question, they ask a bot on team and it's going to answer them right away. I don't have to wait for some manager to tell me or some other colleague. I'm going to buy that. So I think those are the two success factors. Number one, put them front and center, uh, focus on use cases. Number two is um, really think about adoption. And one of the ways is leverage your mobile app. Awesome. So it's about it's about safety. It's about efficiency. It's about customization. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ducks. And thank you, as always, to our frontline workers doing great work. And hopefully these tips can help some more people. And um, I guess until next time, I'll catch you on the walkie talkie. Over and out. We'll see you next time. Shift Happens Podcast.
Thank you for listening. Check us out every week between regular podcast episodes. And don't forget to send us your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskDucks or send us an email, AskDucks at AppPoint.com. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AppPoint, Inc. Produced and edited by the AppPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting AppPoint.com.